I decree and God agrees. I am a soul winner. I am a contagious Christian. I positively influence and encourage everyone around me. I am a disciple maker. God's Tabernacle Christian Family Church influences Sadek. God's Tabernacle Christian Family Church fulfills a calling for this season. God's Tabernacle Christian Family Church has all the resources to meet the community's needs. We receive God's favor and man's favor. We have compassion and care for constant prayer is our need. We bear much fruit. We are givers. We heartily worship God with our possessions. Christ's redemptive purpose is accomplished in Sadek. We see a thousand churches established in our lifetime. Sadek, it's your God. You belong to God. In Jesus' name, amen. Father, we thank you that even as we study your word tonight, you minister by your spirit in our lives. Father, I thank you right now that I'm not trusting on my own human intellect, but I'm depending upon you, Spirit of God, to speak for the word with power and with anointing. And Lord, I promise to give you all the praise, the glory, and the honor for all that you will do and accomplish through your word this day. In Jesus' name. And everybody said. Amen. Shake your hand of somebody next to you. Tell them, I am the highly favored of the Lord. Amen. And thank you so much for supporting Muruti Patela Mabani. You know, we had a wonderful uh, conference yesterday. You know, it was great. Amen. Amen. And also supporting Muruti Pula, you know, uh, the funeral. So it was great. Hallelujah. We're so blessed. Pastor McNeil, where are you? Oh, where is Pastor McNeil? Where is Pastor McNeil? Hey, so he missed his blessing. Where is he? Yeah. He ministered so well, got offering yesterday. Yeah. You know, great. So that was great. Yeah. And so, uh, you know, we thank God for that. Hallelujah. You know, it blesses my heart when you all do well. You just flourish. You just, you know, excel in your different ministries. It just blesses my heart. Amen. So we need to always do that. Hallelujah. Praise God. Now, today we are continuing on our series. Uh, what is our series? Trust in the providence of God. So this is part three tonight. Tonight we're doing part three. You know, trust in the providence of God. Now, I want us to go to Luke 23. Jesus is hanging at the cross. Yeah. Uh, verse 44. Oh, I'm so sorry. We have our sister also. Uh, you know, uh, 
As you know, her Pastor Luisa has a brother all long after her, after her. There is how many years gap between the two of them? Uh, fifth, yeah? 15 years. Yes. Yeah. 15 years. So it's a hard to allow enough. You know. Okay. You know, we have expect today. Yeah. So. <laughs> What's that? Saying, sorry. They are always accusing me. You can't say that. You can't say that. So let's get la makala, you know, now and then when I bring in Southern Sotu. Uh, you know, uh, you know, wait. So, but his wife, you know, it's here. Please stand. We want to, you know, please stand and say, shy. <laughs> yeah. My camera, I want turn around. Praise God. So she is visiting. She's working around here. So she's with us uh, today. Hallelujah. Amen. Praise God. Thank you so much for coming. And the Lord bless you. Now, have you found Luke 23? All right. I'm just testing to see if you are listening. <coughs> Verse 44 says, It was now about the sixth hour, and there was darkness over the whole land until the ninth hour. While the sun's light failed, and the curtain of the temple was torn in two, then Jesus, calling out with a loud voice, said, Father, into your hands I commit my spirit. And having said this, he breathed his last. Can you imagine the situation? Here is Jesus. You know, he is hanging on the cross after experiencing every pain. Yeah. Uh, every difficulty and there he is on the cross and he's dying and he is saying now one of the prayer that he prayed is Eloi Eloi Lama Sabachthani meaning what My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Now, ever since Jesus was Jesus, ever since he was God the Son, they've always been together with the Father. 
there was never a time whereby they were separated. When he came, when he, he came and, uh, to be born here on earth, when the son, the Bible tells us in John uh, chapter 1, in the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God. And verse 14 of John chapter 1 says, The word became flesh and dwelt among us. Yeah. So the word that was there in the beginning became flesh. So meaning the word now took the form of this body. Yeah. And in in you know, and he it dwelt among us. Yeah, that's when now Jesus was born. In Philippians chapter 2, the Bible tells us that, you know, uh, let this mind be in you that was in Christ Jesus, who had uh, been found in the form of God. You know, it was not robbery for him to be called the Son of God or God, meaning it was his right. You know, maybe why for Stella? But it was he was God, you know. But he humbled himself, yeah. and he took on the form of flesh of man. You know, he became man, and he be, he, he 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 was born. You see, for God the Son to be Jesus, it was more like a degradation. If you know, if maybe. Uh, 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 you were to put it that way, you know, it was lowering down. Yeah. But he did that so that he can get you and I to his standard. Are you with me? And so he took the form of man. He became like man, and when he became like man, he did everything. Now. He didn't do any miracle, or there is no miracle reported in the Bible up until he was filled with the Holy Spirit at his baptism. You know, and then after that, he began to do ministry, to heal the sick, to do a lot of things. So all this time, God was with him. You know, God, the Holy Spirit, was with him, and he was still in communication with the Father. Are you with me? Uh, uh, Acts 10 verse 38 tells us how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and with power and how he went about doing good and healing all those that were oppressed by the devil for God was with him. Yeah. So the Holy Spirit was always with Jesus. So God, the Trinity, was you know, they were working together with Jesus. Are you following me? So there was never a stage whereby Jesus did not have, you know, the Father, God the Father or God the Holy Spirit with him. There was never ever that stage. Up until he was to go to the cross, he was to die. And he went to the Garden of Getsman. And when he got there, what was his prayer? He prayed, God, 
if this is possible, let this cup pass from me. He was facing something that he had never faced ever in his life. Yeah. And so that is why it was the cross was the challenge. Yeah. That do I have to go through this? You know. And so he prayed, God, but let not let it not be my will but yours. You know, let not my will be done but yours. But his will was that, if it's possible, let me not carry the burden of the people. And then at the end, after praying that, crying, yeah, he then said, you know, uh, your will, let your will be done. You know, at that time, he was saying, God, I am willing to carry the sins of humanity. He was sinless. He had never sinned. So he was always right with God. He had the righteousness of God. He was always right with God because he had not sinned. But at the garden, he surrendered and said that, I now take the sin of humanity. And when he took the sin of humanity, then the Bible says that, you know, God judges sin. Are you with me? Yeah. So Jesus knew that, you know, the moment I do this, there is one thing that is going to happen, and that is the Holy Spirit is going to depart from me. The Father is going to forsake me, you know, and the Father is going to pour his judgment upon me. And that is what was difficult for Jesus to do or to accept, to, to comprehend. Yeah. And so uh, that is why he prayed, if there is any other way that I can save humanity, humanity without losing your presence, so be it. But there was no any other way. You know, he could not lose... Uh, the, the, he could not uh, what save humanity by not losing, by not accepting the sin of human being. That is the only way. So that is why we are saying that there is no many ways that go to heaven. Eh? It, it, Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. You see, this is so serious because God is, God poured judgment upon Jesus. So there is no any other way. There is no back door. It is only through Jesus. So that is why also, you know, in our preaching of the gospel, in our encouraging people, Jesus must be prominent. Go back to what you were saying. No, it's not about that. But it's about your personal relationship with Jesus. That is what gets us to heaven. Because you might be 
or Lenaki join the Ghost Tabernacle, and then you know you become a member here, Rao Tseba, you know, Rao Fastif Kate, Rao Golobeta, Raira Kaufela Metolo Era, Mola Levitola, how Modi computing, you know, and then now talk of Allah Rabulela, Gatatile, Rilem, Unkile membership, you know, and all of that. But if you have not accepted Jesus, all of that will not help you. And and he died for you. So this thing was serious before God, before Jesus. It was not a child's play or you know, kitanora pela kere, you know, mudimu mudimu, you know, how honahala to sasinuelo sena, you know. No, it was a serious thing. And so, then he took our sins upon himself. And God saw that, and now, you know, uh, God is like a mufural. And for the first time, Jesus experienced being lost. And that is why he cried out, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Because the Father had forsaken him. There was no Holy Spirit at that time. Yeah. And so, he then prays, yeah, right before the last words that he said. Uh, he says, calling out with a loud voice, he said, Father, into your hands I commit my spirit. Having said this, he breathed his last. You know, what was he doing? He was saying, God, from now on, I don't know what's going to happen. But I trust in your providence. I trust that everything will work out good. I might not know how it's going to work out, but I trust, I commit myself unto you. And I trust that God, you're going to make it right. So that's trusting in the providence. You know, I know you care for me, Mudimu. You are going to be right. Somehow I don't know. You know, but I trust in that that you care for me. You will look after me. Now, how many of you have seen the uh, commentary Apollo 13? Apollo 13. I, I love that, you know, you need to watch it. It's very important. 
kan dia lele belang ya. Apollo 13 is a documentary about uh, the spaceship Apollo that went into the into space. Yes. Thank you. Now, which Apollo landed on the moon? Let's say Apollo King, Marie. I'm teaching. <laughs> I love this church. <laughs> you believe in my providence. <laughs> what Apollo is it that landed in the, uh, on the moon? Apollo 11, right? You know, Apollo 11. Can 19... 1969, right? Apollo 11 landed on the moon. Now, after Apollo 11, there was Apollo 12 that went into space. Then Apollo 13, the aim was to land again in the moon, on the moon. I hear now that they were they are uh, talking about. Uh, you know, a spaceship to land again in the, you know, on the moon. They're talking about a project. That's the current project that they're working on. You know, but they've never been all the, they've never been any other one that landed on the moon. So now Apollo 13, the aim was that it would also go and get the crew to land on the moon. And so uh, what happened? They went, you know, they took off, went into uh, space. Now, as they were coming out of our atmosphere, you know, what happened? There's something that happened, and one of the tanks, the fuel tank, you know, uh, leaked and they lost fuel. <laughs> they they lost fuel, you know, that tank. Yeah. But I get it the way they do it. Also in the planes, you know, the planes are designed that every engine is independent. That if you 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 know you lose one engine you can still fly uh, the other engine you know or the other three engines depending on how many engines uh, are there so now they lost that fuel now as they went they had to now communicate uh, with the station here what do we do you know and so forth and so they realized that they don't have enough fuel to land, you know, and then to do their whatever research and so forth, to get a material and to come back and to be able to come back 
to earth again. Now, at that time, there was no, today we have international uh, gang, eh? a station, uh, uh, you know, whereby people are docking, they spend three months there and so forth. Yeah. So they didn't have that. Maybe they could have, at that time, maybe they could have gone there and said, okay, we'll go there and maybe refill or something. Yeah. So they didn't have such a thing. So the fuel, they calculated, it is just enough, you know, to get us back. Now, here is the thing. When you get out of space, out of our atmosphere, you, it's like you're floating. Eh? The, the direction that you're taking, that is the direction you will go in. And you're not using energy to move. The thing is just moving. Yeah, here, mollifying under our atmosphere, we use energy because there is gravity, the force that is pulling towards the Earth, which is the same thing also with all the planets. There is a force of gravity around all the planets and the moons and everything. So, uh, so now they are now on uh, in space. They are floating. So the next thing is we need to save fuel. So what they did, but no levanza kong wedding, eh? And they switch off the engine to save fuel, you know. And then again it will float. Yeah. And then uh, the idea was when they get to the atmospheric force to the force of gravity of the moon the force will help them to turn it it so and turn and but face the earth again am i making sense so far see how much you learn in church <laughs> Now, uh, and so that, that's what they decided on. They realized oh, the issue of lending is out of question. You know? And so they went, reached the moon, and all that they could do is just to take pictures of the moon from inside, you know, as they went around the moon. And I carry the force if you don't do anything, it's just going, I guess it's pulling you on this side. So it, you'll just keep on going around, right? And so if maybe the earth, they're coming here, and then the force now, it's, they are in you know, the vicinity whereby it is taking them around. So have a feature whereby now they are facing the earth. They start the engine to come to pull them off the force, yeah, the moon. Are you with me? So they did that, and they, they got out of 
the atmospheric force of the moon, then they switch off the engine again. And it will float right to the air. How many would like to try that? <laughs> now, here, here is the thing, is that the Apollo were not like the later spaceship whereby the whole thing can be able to come and land just like an aeroplane. So what happened is Kayona, when it comes in, it is just the capsule, the top, the first Yakopelia. You know, everything else, Ikifuel and everything, you know, the capsule where the crew is. Uh, it's a capsule, and that capsule is going to land, go, you know, into the sea. Yeah, and uh, it has parachutes, so it will slow down as it hits uh, the water, and then from there, the, the, the boats or the ships will come, ship will, uh, will come and take the crew out and, and so forth, right? But now, you need to look at what happens when now this Apollo, or it comes in back into the atmosphere, yeah, the earth. That the fire, you know, that is burning, you know, and it's so intense. Yeah. I was listening to a document, uh, uh, an interview this week, they were interviewing one of the lady uh, who had gone into space, and I think it's the first lady, you know, as an astronaut. So he, she said this, that the force of going out, I think he was comparing, I can't remember, but I think it's the force of going out, you know, the shaking and everything, it's intense when going out and also coming in. It is so intense. Yeah. Because now you are getting into another world. Are you with me? And so a show now this crew is inside and they don't know. They lost fuel when they left the atmosphere. You know, however many days back. Now they are coming back into the atmosphere. And this is intense. There is fire. We don't know what happened when they lost fuel. What happened to uh, the insulation of the spaceship? We don't know. Remember, there was one, I don't know what spaceship was that, that went out, that when it went out, it went out for what, for 11 days, something like that, that one of the tiles broke off. And so they were able to go into space, you know, and to dog in, uh, you know, into the station there, do their uh, whatever, and they came back. When they came back, they didn't realize, sorry, that damage was serious. As they entered the atmosphere, the whole thing disintegrated into small pieces all over 
America. <laughs> All over America, there were pieces of, I'm not, of you know, the space uh, shift and people nowhere. Eh? Amen. Terrible. So that's how serious it is. Now, with this Apollo 13, so they went in. So the crew understand, oh, this is an intense moment. And so they say, you know, they are speaking to one another. You know, right there. Yeah. Because there was one stage whereby they lost oxygen, and then some of them, you know, their emotions were high, you know, and so forth. You know, fortunately, they connected, and, you know, uh, they started to, you know, senses came back. And so, you know, now they're about to enter into the atmosphere. You know, and so forth. Or should anything happen, you know, at least, you know, you know, and so they got in there, the, you know, and then as they enter the atmosphere, everybody now is just focusing, you know, whether closing your eyes or whatever, but you are just focusing on what is happening. The shaking is happening. Fire all around, you know, a ball of fire around that capsule. It's, it's right there. Yeah. And they, you know, those whatever seconds or whatever minutes are so intense. Yeah, and you're focusing there. And at that time, you know, you are just trusting, hurry, everything will come out okay. There is nothing. Nothing is in your, in your control. You are just there, you know, and whatever will be, will be, you know, and it's just happening. Yeah, tattoo mudimu idea, yeah, and it's just happening. Yeah, and as I was meditating about this scripture, I am thinking of that moment whereby you are not in control. But you are just trusting. You are just trusting, Hori. This thing will come out okay. You know? And thank God they were able to re-enter into our atmosphere. You know? And they went into the ocean. Boom. You know, went down. And they floated again. You know? And that's when... It's done. You know, we are floating. We are back into uh, Molefati. You know, and we are, you know, so they are excited about it and so forth. And so I imagine that when Jesus died, I imagine that. Now, that he was saying, Father, I commit my spirit unto you. In other words, there is nothing that I can do now. I have already taken the sin of humanity. 
I cannot reverse this. It is done. Your judgment has been poured upon me. Yeah. And now I am just trusting in, the, in your providence. I am just trusting in the fact that you will work out things well. Look at, uh, let's turn to Acts chapter 2. You know, what Jesus did at the cross, so powerful. In Acts chapter 2, Peter is preaching yeah, after the Holy Spirit fell and uh, You know, and then he's saying this from verse 22. Men of Israel, hear these words. Jesus of Nazareth, a man attested to you by God with mighty works and wonders and signs that God did through him in your midst. And as you yourselves know, that uh, this Jesus delivered up according to the definite plan and the foreknowledge of God, you crucified and killed by the hands of lawless men. And he says, God raised him up, losing the pangs of death because it was not possible for him to be held by it. Peter, Peter Ore. Uh, you know, this Jesus that you crucified. Yeah. He says he died, but God raised him up. And why God raised him up is because it was not possible uh, to stay dead. It was not possible. Yeah. Now, why it was not possible? Now he explains why it was not possible. Look at the following verse. He says, David prophesied about Jesus. He prophesied about this moment. He prophesied that this will happen. And so he says here, uh, verse 25, For David says concerning him, I saw the Lord always before me, for he is at my right hand that I may not be shaken. Therefore my heart was glad. And my tongue rejoice. My flesh also will dwell in hope. For you will not abandon my soul where? To Hades or to hell. Or let your Holy One see corruption. So in other words, you will never stay dead, number one. And as we know that Jesus went to hell. You know, so he says, you will never abandon my soul to hell. He went to hell because of my sin and your sin, the sin of humanity. Yeah. And so he says, you will never abandon that. You have made known to me the paths of life. You will make me full of gladness with your presence. Yeah. Now listen to this, verse 29. Brothers, I may say to you with confidence about the patriot David that he both died and was buried. And his tomb is with us to this day. Or David, you're now. 
you know. But you know, prophesying, you will never leave my soul in hell to hell, and you'll never my my body to see corruption, you know. But his tomb is still with us today. Then he says, being therefore a prophet, David being a prophet, and knowing that God had sworn with an oath to him that he would set one of his descendants on his throne. He says, David being a prophet, and David knowing that God saw, you know, you know saw uh, an oath to him that one of his descendants will be on the throne. He, David, eh, the very same David, eh, for so, do you see that? For he saw it before it happened. For so, and spoke about what? The resurrection of Christ, that he was not abandoned to Hades, nor did his flesh see corruption. This Jesus God raised up, and of that we are all witnesses. So, what is uh, here Peter saying? Peter is saying that David was prophesying about Jesus. And he prophesied when he said that you will never abandon my soul in hell to Hades. You know, you, my flesh will never see corruption. He was prophesying about Jesus. Now, Jesus read that. And Jesus knew about that. He knew the weight. Yeah. So he read that. And he knew that this is what will happen to me. That he, God will never abandon my soul to Hades. Yeah. And God will never, my flesh will never see corruption. Yeah. And so when he said, when he died and he said that, Father, into your hands I commit my spirit. You know what he was trusting? He was trusting that God who prophesied through David, the same God will raise him up. Yeah. That this is the prophecy that was said about me as Jesus. And so I don't know what's going to happen. You know, I am going to hell. I am going to suffer. Satan is going to buffet me, to torment me in hell. But all of that it's, it's, is still part of the process. But one thing that I know is that the prophecy has been spoken. The prophecy has been said that you will never abandon my soul to Hades, to hell, and my body will never see corruption. And so he's saying that, God, I just commit everything into your hands that all will come out okay. So Jesus, at that moment, depended and trusted on the providence of God. That God, 
you will make your way, your weight come through. God, it will happen. Yeah. And did it happen? Yes, it happened. On the third day, he rose from the dead. You know, and he was victorious. And so, I am saying to all of us that this can help us in our spiritual walk, our Christian walk, to learn to trust in the providence of God. Yeah. It does not matter. You know, like it did not matter. Hore, uh, Jesus went to hell. He was tormented by Satan. It looked so terrible. You know, probably Satan mocked him and said, Ah, you said you are a son of man. You know, now you are in my hands. You are in hell. I'm punishing you. And it's all of that. You know, never get stuck on a moment. Remember that. You know, never got, get stuck on a moment. You know, and so, but Jesus knew that God will make it through. So, that is the faith that I want us to have as children of God. To know that, you know, I might be going through a rough time now. But one thing for sure, I am not stuck here. I am not remaining here. Amen. I will come out okay. Amen. You know, I trust in the providence of God. That God loves me. That God cares for me. That God will look after me. That God will make it good. One way or the other, God will make it good. God, I choose to trust in you. Hallelujah. Yeah. And as we do that, you know, God will just turn things around. Yeah. I mean, you look, look at these three astronauts who trusted in the fact that it is just going to go okay. There's nothing that they can do at that moment. You know. And then it worked out okay. Yeah. Now, it was about the things can go wrong and so forth. But with God, nothing can go wrong. Trusting God, nothing can go wrong. You know, believing and depending upon God, nothing can go wrong. Yeah. So our faith must always be upon the Lord. That God, I know that you will take care of. See, when God called us to come and start a church here, yeah, we left our families back home. We left the church that we love, you know, the people that we are pastoring there, good people who loved us. We left all of that. We came to where we don't know anybody. But we trusted in God, that God, it is you we have called us here. Was it easy? Not at all. Yeah. I told you that the first year, if I had not had God, the first year, we would have packed and gone back. It was tough. Yeah. Our families, they don't know what we went through. Everything was fine. We were smiling, but it was tough. Yeah. It was tough. We went through all 
I mean, when we came here, we, 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 we gave in our resources. We cashed our, our investment. We, uh, you know, we, 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 we got in whatever money that we had. We bought the instrument, the sound system. We invested in the church. So we emptied ourselves. Are you with me? And so there were times whereby, you know, we did not have food to eat uh, much, yeah? You know, but my wife, being my wife, who would make a plan. Yeah. She told you a story of one day, you know, we own, all that we had was onion in the fridge. And then Rayakamodi liking, eh? The drawer saying, empty you know you get uh, whatever thing here and yeah. and then you, we go together to the shop to go and buy a tin of fish came back onion you know leaf fish here you know, uh, you know, whatever. We ate. We became fine. We survived. Yeah. And so, the providence of God, it was not easy, but we trusted that God, we, we will stick in here. Yeah. And we never came to the church. You know, la buona, la buona. No, we never did that. Yeah, we just trusted God. A lot of things that, you know, were happening or happen, we just look unto the Lord. We come here smiling and all is fine, but we are just trusting God. And let me tell you, God has never failed us. He has never. Yeah. And so church, it pays. It has a lot of dividends to trust God. Yeah. To put your trust in God. You know, to trust and depend upon the providence of God. Or God will make it through. God will make it happen. He will never fail you. He will never disappoint you. All will go well with you. Hallelujah. Did you receive something from the Lord? Praise God. Let's say this together. Father God, I thank you that you will never fail me. You will never disappoint me. I choose to depend on you all the time in Jesus' name. I thank you, God, as I trust you and I depend upon you. I thank you, God, that you will take care of me all the time. In Jesus' name, amen. God bless you.